0: hello and welcome to our podcast how to stay married so, so far. far
1: in brackets
0: welcome if you're listening to us or welcome if you're watching us on youtube
1: i'm very tired because it was the election last night yeah and i didn't stay up all night i didn't need to because the result was clear um it people don't to. like us preambling and chatting away so let's cut to the chase Not everybody quickly. does Not I, everybody. I, you know i don't i don't like actually pre-chat chit chat nonsense Okay, get on with it then. Anyway, what did you go up to last night? <laughs> um, this is about what they just. romance and relationships and when they start. There is a new trend and an increasing trend in this land of what they call romantic realism to have what they call pre-marriage counselling.
0: Can we just pause for one second? Mm. Romantic realism. Romantic
1: realism. That almost seems like an oxymoron. It does,
0: not (laughs) it? But as we get older, we realise that it's not an oxymoron. It is a thing. When you're young, you just think, love should just be love. You shouldn't have to think about it. You shouldn't have to talk about it. You shouldn't have to... Uh, worry or, or be counselled in any way about it. If you really love somebody, it's all going to work out just fine yeah. on its
1: own. Yeah, absolutely. And as I read this piece about more and more people having pre-marriage counselling, I had two tugs, tugs of, well, I had a tug of war. This is Between basically an
0: article, ends. Mark, discovered yeah. in The Guardian. T- a February. tug
1: of war that to pull me in two contrary directions. On the one hand, I thought, yeah, you know, my head was going, yeah, that's quite a good, sensible thing as a parent. Oh, yeah, I want my kids to kind of enter into meaningful relationships. So that was one part of me. And then another part of me thought, how fucking boring. How ridiculous. How, how can you clip a... something that's so unmanageable, which is love? How can we... It feels like I do think sometimes there's a danger that we're trying to straitjacket every emotion we feel into a beautifully conceived and executed and behaved, you know, well-behaved thing.
0: You're talking like a teenager. What do you mean? Which is what it is strange. I mean, we we the the young get knocked so much at the moment, don't they? But this idea that there is this real rise in young people going and taking courses and having counselling sessions before they get married because they want to work out all the stuff and they're more Mm. nervous they've seen generation after generation marriage collapsing in divorce and Mm. they want and they want to think about it differently I mean in this particular article that we both read there was a couple talking that had been together eight years Mm -hmm. and they talked about how they had this incredible connection when they first met Mm. um, which certainly we we had Mm. and the whole soulmate thing and Um, great communicators. And then eight years into their relationship, they decided they wanted to get married and thought, okay, well, let's go and get some counselling to see if we can find our way back. We still love each other. Obviously, Mm. we still want to be with each other. Mm. But so much gets in the way of that like soulmate romantic mm. like yeah we just communicate yeah whatever you say it doesn't matter oh yeah you've left your pants on the floor i mm. don't mind and as the counselor in the article says that's because oxytocin the love hormone is going like crazy and just covers over all the cracks the little cracks that that we don't want to see or need to see mm. and so reading that article i thought my god these people are incredibly smart to do this and actually it made me feel a bit envious of what happens when you come out of counseling as a couple and i think they talk in there about uh, in the article about how they wanted to find like a safe space to be able to talk to each other again you know he noticed that early on in the morning he would say something critical to her she would then suppress it and then Mm. it would cause a distance and they discovered that if they chose to talk around dinner time they put a particular time to talk about then and i was like yes this is really good this is really good and Yes, and maybe if Mark and I had done this right at the beginning of our relationship, we would have had a better relationship. But with all of the hindsight that we have and with the fact that we've experienced really good counselling and da-da-da, I still don't think I would say, and honestly, I know some people say, God, Nadia, you're contradicting yourself, because I have touched on this in other podcasts where I've said, you know, I think now if we could have gone for counselling before we got married, it would have been good. I've changed my mind. I I don't actually think I would have done that because I think when you are really enjoying the oxytocin and just the mad rush of love, where you would just allow everything to go, it's actually a really nice time. And actually, I don't think I would want to then sit down and work out every detail of how how it might go wrong and what to do.
1: Wow! Well, for saying I found the article, you've just completely read, told me the entire article. That's every that's everything. I mean, that's 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 it. I mean, you're right. I mean, insofar as my my hunch with the, with the article was was that it was incredibly sensible. Yes. It all just felt incredibly sensible. And it's the right thing to do. And it all felt incredibly correct. Yes. And and I kept finding myself being tugged towards, yes, that makes sense, and yes, that's reasonable. And then it reminded me of relationships I despise. Yeah, and then it made me think. Hang on a minute, you know, and it really, really threw me on the back foot actually. Because of course, on balance, and I, the reason I thought I'd bring this up for one of our marriage podcasts is I do think sometimes we lose track of the fact that a lot of people listen to these and watch these who are at the early stage of relationships or aren't in relationships and are thinking about how they want to conduct themselves in a meaningful relationship later in life. And God forbid they look to us for some kind of inspirational guidance, dare I say, or at least, you know, shared experiences about what pitfalls you can try and avoid. And I was thinking, well, yeah, on paper, my advice to, say, any of my adult children now like Izzy and Fleur and and increasingly as Maddie comes through would be yeah observe all these things because I want to protect them emotionally I want to ensure that there's a sort of continuity to their lives and that they're not taken advantage of and that everything and then and then I keep trundling along this route and then like you and I guess this is what you're kind of saying in a very sort of much more sort of strangely academic way that you were saying it is that I don't think I'd have wanted if that had been my route to now what the hell would I be? Now, it's like if you have that amount of management, mm. emotional management at the front, are you in danger of, 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 of in in a sense, spreadsheeting your marriage to such a? I mean, this
0: is from the couple who were pregnant in three months. Precisely. And six. No, no,
1: no, no. Absolutely. I think there's. I so think I there's,
0: think we were the other a happy extreme, medium. There's a happy medium, we? and
1: there's and there's obviously there's a there's a chart and a range of kind of different levels within that range, but. I sort of, I did end up sort of thinking, well, where's the, where's the unpredictability? Where's the, where's the unknowability of the heart? Where's the, not okay, mis- you what know, about is, is romance... I mean, what did they call it? Romantic realism. realism. I, I go back to this idea. Isn't that a contradiction in terms?
0: Well, it, the, one of the interesting things that it says in the article as well is that it's not just a seven-year, it's just 12 years. Yeah. 12 years is the time when people really crack up.
1: <laughs> we had a really <laughs> difficult time, I think, we at 12 did. years. Yeah, we did. We
0: did, actually. Mm. Yeah, I wanted to
1: run for the hills.
0: Yeah, me too. And I think, that, I think that that's interesting. And I think maybe... Maybe if I had my time again, you know, like they have counselling in church. In if you're religious, don't mm. you? That, 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 I think it's a Catholic church, isn't yeah. it? That you go for a counselling with the oh. priest. Um, and maybe what maybe there is something to be taken from that in that you don't go into the minutae of your relationship but you take the big questions. Mm. What are your thoughts on children and how you bring them up? Yeah. What are your duh, duh, duh? Maybe there is like, maybe there's the top four. I mean, what if you were thinking now, what do you think are the four things that people should really discuss that they don't because in the first throes of love? I would say first children, How what are your views on how you're bringing up children? We've, we've touched on that in other podcasts because we've always said, haven't we, we never discussed that mm. before we had children. I mean, I'd seen you with your girls, mm. My stepdaughters, and I loved the way you were with them, and so that informed me, I suppose. But um, I don't know, I suppose things like apparently what a lot of people fall out on is holidays. People want completely different things, they see well, think, themselves think, in their downtime in a completely different way. Well, I think and one of the major
1: problems, I think one of the major problems, I, I do, you can't, again, it goes back to this thing of you can't. Micromanage human emotions. If you do that in any way, it's a recipe for disaster. You're going to blow. So, in a sense, okay. So holidays. Well, what's a broader term for holidays? How you spend your downtime, mm. or how you spend your leisure time.
0: And you see, you are getting into the mini right? Well, no, the mini is holidays. Because it evolves. I mean, the way that we, when we spend time together, it evolves around
1: what. Well, I mean, a manage? small, a small example is this morning. I'm, I'm in a much slower. Lower. I've just noticed a huge leak on our ceiling as well. There's a, we're in a much slower and, and lower um, energy level. And there are times where you can't... You know, we couldn't sit down and I couldn't say to you with any, with any reasonableness... Can you just not be like quite like that? Because actually, it kind of that's not my energy at the moment. If you're around each other, you just can't do that. And you it's know, everyone
0: should have their own room. Well, everyone should have their own Don't room. Don't have an open plan house. But
1: at the same time, you know. So I think, how do you talk about that? What do you do? You sit down and say, "Oh well, I'll be." Suddenly, my problem with all of this is that you start to sort of iron out. And I think that's why a lot of people have such a sniffy attitude to counselling in general. It's like, how can you? That's why counselling generally, and the the reason this is quite a big thing about pre-marriage counselling, is counselling usually is a sort of reaction to a problem. There's been some trauma in the relationship. There's been an, a lack of, it might be, you know, the trauma might have been growing for a while, but it'd be a lack of intimacy, a lack of communication, an affair, uh, violence, whatever it, it might be. There'll be all those kind of things. And um, usually counselling is a way to kind of repair Mm. Potentially, Mm. uh, I suppose
0: this is a discussion about why why do we always wait till we're firefighting mm. rather than predicting that there's I think exactly I think think acknowledging that there's a distance. Okay, we're not talking about you know really toxic situations where there is violence Mm. or abuse or Mm. or, you know um, mental torture or or whatever. That's a very separate thing. But I think and I've brought this up many times in, in our podcast that I really do think because I see it as a treat, actually, counselling. I think that it's like it's like a time of growth. Mm. It's fascinating. You know, what's making you tick, what's making your partner tick. And I and I think it would be really good for us to 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 go into marriage guidance counselling again, because we're not going in firefighting, mm. which we have done in the past, where we've gone in and I've gone You've thought, I can't stay with this woman another minute and I've thought, I just can't do this anymore. That's a very sad and very scary place when you go into marriage counselling in that state. But when you go like we would be preemptively, like I think both of us um, are quite paranoid. I think we're both chippy. I think we've both got to that place where if one says something to the other one, it's immediately like... So we're doing that thing where we're avoiding saying stuff because it's like, how's she going to take it? How's he going to take it? And that's just a that's just a mismatch of communication. I, I'd give this bit of advice, right? Because from the counselling that we've had, and I know I've said this before in other podcasts, so do bear with me. The best bit of advice, practical advice, we ever got. What do you think it is? covenant Oh my god! Was when you set the timer for five minutes and you just talk. Yeah. Because we all stop listening Mm. to each other. And so if you haven't got the money or you haven't got the time or if you haven't got the... This is what most counselling comes down to. Set a timer for five minutes. Do not interrupt. We tried to do it a few weeks ago and it was so funny. We didn't get past a minute. Well, you do not interrupt (coughs) at all. You don't say a single word and you just let the other person talk. Then you don't have to answer them. You don't have to go, well, you said this. You can just talk about something completely different. Mm. And that is really the root of all problems in a relationship. Well, they do
1: say that the top thing, that I've got a various sort of psycho-analytical uh, an and marital counselling sort of website say that the top reason for pre-marriage counseling is precisely to teach you and to learn how to talk to each other mm. because of, of course the thing is how to talk to each other how to talk to each other is as much about how to listen to each other as it is about how to talk to each oh, other gorgeous. because you know you can talk 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 but you you know we've been there in rows you've probably been there guys you know you sit there and you go all right yeah talk and you just stand in there thinking right I'm just formulating what the fuck I'm going to say because actually I entirely disagree with your entire attitude everything you said and nothing it's all going to be self-serving and all that kind of stuff it isn't just about giving yourself your five minutes, because that five minutes can just become an opportunity just to say everything you want to say and not listen, mm. you know? It's as much about listening as it is about talking to each other. And I think it's funny, it's weird, isn't it? I but don't really know what the we're... subject of this this podcast is as we're talking, because it's sort of shifting all over well, the place. Well, I
0: think, I think we're talking about, you know, having been 16 years in marriage. Mm. It's interesting that there is this rise in young people wanting to go for this counselling And what would, we, what, would we, what would we do as our younger selves? But if we'd gone
1: into pre-marriage counselling... We wouldn't have got married. I was going to say, we probably wouldn't have stayed together because the no. other problem that you discover it's is... It's
0: very hard when you start digging that stuff up. Well,
1: because one of the other things that pre-marriage counselling is about is about finding out why you chose each other. Why did we choose each other? And you know, when you start to look into that sort of stuff, you'll probably find, and this goes back to this idea that you know we're a family that's impacted by uh, alcoholism and addiction, it goes back to this idea that actually a lot of couples come together due to their dysfunctionality and their unsuitability for each other and that unsuitability can be hidden through behavior and sort of lust and sex and alcohol and hedonism Mm. and then once you start to and what I think is a pretty common pattern with most relationships is once that ebbs away and isn't it funny how an alcoholic community describes Really, the honeymoon period is about being off your tits for most of that period until you kind of go. Well, I can't keep doing this all the time; otherwise, I'm going to die. Mm. And then, at the point that you say, "All right, well, I need to settle down a bit more and be a bit more normal," you look but, at but what you've mom, got. When and you you're go, saying Ugh. that, you've got to remember
0: not everybody is
1: like that. Well, no, but I think I'm, no, I'm being. <laughs> Lots ex- of people have nice hard car- glasses. No, 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 nice I'm, <laughs> I'm caricaturing it, but I'm sure in the home counties, they're likewise all sitting there with their prosecco, drinking a little bit more at the beginning of a relationship, but yeah. perhaps a little bit yeah, less a bit later. And at the point that you drink a little bit less you've got less of the rose-tinted glasses and mm. you're looking at someone who you're not proseccoed out of your head. And well, so- how many
0: people self-medicate through their marriage, you know, <clears throat> come in, pop open a bottle of wine every single night to be able to yeah. bear the person opposite them yeah, yeah, then yeah. or be able to bear to hear or say something that they're feeling within the relationship and then to end up having a sort of pissed I- argument about it, you know, so how many of us are really communicating anyway? See, know? but
1: I would go so far as to say I think in the end, pre-marriage counselling... It's a tricky one because you can do all of that pre-marriage. Because people are being bought it for their weddings. It's like becoming a, know. a wedding gift. Yeah, here, here you go. Have some pre-marriage can- counselling.
0: It's really weird because I'm torn in two ways because in one part of me absolutely loves this mm. and would say, yeah, go ahead and do it with a young person. But we are, we are adult teenagers and it's the rebellious self in us and that, you know, that that lack of will to let go of that we're still talking about that yeah but what about the first of love and that should be everything and that should be enough we're still actually not letting go of that we're seeing the alternative that as boring and sensible and you know and 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 i think there's got to be a middle ground in that
1: yeah no i agree but i think relationships change and shift slowly like a glacier Mm. You know, and I think you that's... You can't pre- predict. You can't predict, and also you can't... But what
0: about if you know, then? Okay, you can't predict, but you think, okay, we've been... I mean, we were very odd because it was all whirlwind, but we've been together two years. Okay, somebody's uh, been together two years, which is the most often length of time for an engagement. I think it's a couple of years and then they right. get married. So you're a couple of years into your yeah. engagement. You still really love this person. You're still in love with this person. But there are things that are starting to go a little bit... God, it really annoys me the way he always... Oh, God, it's... I didn't realise she was... She thought that. Mm. Wouldn't that be good advice to just go and get somebody to help you communicate with that stuff rather than papering over the cracks?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it all comes down to whether you are willing to put in... You know, you either fall into the camp of thinking a relationship is about you know instinct and emotion and and you know uh what's it called you know when it is it, spontaneity and you're just feeling stuff And then recognising that at some point it's not going to be about those things. It's Mm like, we'll often have that sort of discussion where I go, oh, we just want it to be a bit like it used to be. And it's like, well, we both look at each other as grown people in their 50s, nearly 50s, saying, well, it can't always be like that. And then you sort of think, well, it'd be nice to have it for a moment. And then when you have it for a moment, you're kind of having to manufacture that moment. Let's go away. Let's go and do that. You're not having it. You're having to kind of programme it. You're having to schedule it. You don't... Relationships change, so I think this idea that premarriage counselling is going to resolve essentially the shift of age, the shift of time. I don't think
0: it's saying that. I think what it's saying is that it. Uh, I think at its absolute base level, what it's going to, what what it will be trying to say is keep the lines of communication open so you can get through the bumps in the road. Mm. The bumps in the roads are going to be there. We can't make us. We can't make a smooth pathway because mm. what would be the point of that anyway? I mean a good long-term relationship is about as much about the bumps in the road yeah. as the high the highs and the lows are it and i suppose if they're just giving you tools to navigate your way through the trickier times, mm. then that's good. I right? mean, I think
1: one of the things that they do do in pre marriage counselling is they talk you through the likely hurdles you're going to hit. Right. So, like, the pressures of that's having... A bit
0: de- it's going to be a bit depressing. So, like, yeah, I mean,
1: but the problem is, is, I think if I was given a sort of very academic sit-down, let's have a chat about what you're going to face, and I probably wouldn't have had a relationship. But I thought, fuck that, I know, that sounds it's like a nightmare.
0: We're probably actually the wrong people to talk about this subject. Yeah, up just with, Because we both think two alike. Now, now if you were <clears> with one of your exes, I'm thinking of one in very particular this would be such a different conversation wouldn't it because some people really do want that order they want to know what's happening in the order where we are both Two Scorpios, two chaotic souls that came together in this terrible mess, I say, I think and then that's what made most it work. I don't think that's what most people. Are. I think more, more people. I think more people are much more considered. We weren't considered. I don't. If, if you we... look at us on paper, we should not have done no, what we no, did no, 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 at all. I think not... the
1: vast majority of relationships that happen are are explosions of that happens. And then what people do is they life raft each other. Yeah, life raft each other. They life, life raft after. each other and they sort of think, well, well this, that's is a
0: the good be- analogy. this is life the best raft thing raft that him. I've
1: got. This is, you know, maybe, he likes me enough. I'm not, I'm not going to get more. But
0: maybe that's what the pre-marriage counselling is. Then it just throws some rafts out where you kind of know where they're going to be in the distance if this thing should come up.
1: Maybe, maybe. Yeah, I mean, maybe I'm looking at it as a sort of, you know, my worry is is that can you legislate against? We're looking emotions? at it from a
0: romantic point of view. Well,
1: romantic realism—that's the phrase yeah. that's driving me nuts. No, well, it?
0: don't think about romantic realism. I think we both.
1: I'm thinking of some of those relationships that we've been around, young relationships, where they're so polite with each other. But we
0: are very oh. impulsive people. So is, is
1: are... uh, would you like a kiss? Yes. Would you mind putting your arm around me? That'd be really nice. Would you like to go out for a romantic evening? Oh, that sounds really nice, Charles i mean mark what? you've got to stop this giles it's not thing. not giles it's tarquin normally i know but giles. whatever it
0: is don't say people's names
1: no 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 but what i'm saying is is that there's that sort of i think you can get to the point where you overthink everything and it i but just
0: some people have comfort in that sort of relationship it wouldn't be yeah, the relationship no, 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 it's not right for you for i'm not saying i don't wouldn't want... be the relationship no. for me but for a lot of people that's that's a comfortable place and you know what Maybe that's, maybe actually, we wouldn't have so much anxiety, maybe if we were a bit more like that. You know, we are, we are an extremely anxious couple. We live in a state, no, no. within so our relationship, we are very, very anxious. We make each and other And we anxious. make our children anxious by osmosis. Just our dogs by being, are anxious. Just by being around us, we are, we've got anxious dogs because we live in this state of like, <clears throat> I mean, you know. High I was anxiety. Watching, I was watching one of our vlogs the other day and I said to you, didn't I, because I don't usually watch them and I was, well, like, I sort of scan a bit through them because I can't bear to watch them scan through them so I can answer the questions. But I actually sat down and watched it and I, I and I said to you, didn't I? I said,
1: why would anyone watch this? No, I don't know. We are in We're a un- constant- un- We are intolerable.
0: We are at volume 10, intensity 10, mm. anxiety t- uh, all the time. and. And yes, we sit in a vlog, that is what we are like all the time. Where's the quiet moments? Where's the considered moments? Where's the actually just sitting and really talking to each other? We are just like, D-d-d-d-d-d-d. and I, I do find it exhausting, and you find it exhausting.
1: I'd say everyone else in the house has a natural leaning towards times of quietude, and you don't.
0: Oh, if you do this now, right, we're going to fall out on the podcast. <laughs> do not dare do that
1: no, I mean within the pod within the vlogs no. and everything we're no all, we're you are, all... I'm
0: not having that Mark you're on high anxiety alert all the time. you're on anti-anxiety pills for God's sake and you're still shaking rich. your camera and you're still
1: anxious hmm?
0: don't you try and make out to me that you're the quiet
1: one I'm not saying I'm we've the quiet off, one we've gone off I'm not yet. saying I'm the quiet one. okay so 7 year itch 12 year itch Is there, when, when's the next itch coming that we need to worry about well,
0: how long have we been married
1: 16 years 17 years we've been together, 16 years married.
0: I don't think it's about when's the next itch. When's I think, the next incoming itch? I think that we have... I think because we're both always on, switched on, and I think because we're seven day a weekers, we, do, we work a lot on social media as well as our other jobs. I don't know. I think our relationship needs a day a week with no phones on and I think we both fear that absolutely equally and I think that we if we were to go to counseling now I think that's what I would try and be brave enough to say to the counselor I would say you need to help us find our way through where we are digitally switched off for a day a week because I think and I think this is the case for so many relationships I think that's an in- where, where we're digitally where we're digitally Um, distance. No, but I'm I'm getting to the point of this because I think, I wonder if why there's this rise in young people looking for this is because they've grown up with this digital world Mm. and the technological distance. When we got together, we... I hardly ever went on my
1: phone. I know. I didn't if, even go well, on a
0: computer until
1: five years ago. I do think this is an entire podcast. Actually. No, no, I think but way, I'm just no, but the way technology about... is killing relationships, and you're right, this yeah. could be a reason why there's a there's a rise in premarriage counselling. Yeah, I think it, I really reach, to, do think it. It's almost like it, the idea of having guidance and chat and talk with a mediator is analog. <laughs> it's yeah, an but when you think thought. about
0: when we were first in a relationship, however yeah. chaotic it yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. we went out. We hung out. Yeah. We
1: never
0: looked at our phone.
1: And people, we, we didn't an have awful Instagram. No. We
0: didn't. Sorry, we, yeah. had to, we had
1: to do an edit there because Nadia's phone, phone stopped.
0: Yeah. No, that's a really good point. We didn't have emails so coming. So work
1: in. didn't interrupt us all the time. I mean,
0: oh my god, I feel like I'm having an epiphany that, that right here, right no, now. No, that
1: was in the middle of running, uh, you know, Doghouse Media at its height. Was there was a transition where you started to get emails at home and commissioners and everyone. Could yeah, and we remember. Used to
0: be really shocked. Oh my god, yeah. we're getting an email. Yeah, 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 yeah. But we.
1: Slow erosion. Um, We
0: have a relationship. We have a more intense... And I'm not... It's really, really complicated. It's very, very complicated. And I think... I'm not going off topic here because I think we might have hit on why young people are having to do this. This is how they've grown into their relationship. Well, at least we have that communication to begin with. We've lost it. We've lost a lot of it because we are plugged into Mm. and because work is so demanding. Mm. I mean... You have to work the amount that you do on your computer and your, on your phone. and your, But we have to find, I hate that saying, a safe space without any technology. Mm. And I I really do predict a riot that if we don't do something about that fairly soon, like in the new year, I think we should really think about it and give us ourselves time. You know, nine o'clock that phone goes off yeah. or whatever. I think that's will be amazing for would our you, would you
1: give our daughters advice? oh I know
0: what, what I wanted to say in the old days you would have got out Watch of the, the car table, really you would have shipping. got out of the car I would have got out of the car would have sat and waited we would have looked at each other
1: and talked
0: no no when you got out of the car and walked away oh, I, I was see. thinking about this the other day because I didn't have my phone and actually watching and I thought we don't do that anymore no Young people never do that. They well, never you watch. No, well, no, the what other you longer. wouldn't
1: do, you wouldn't look along a railway platform to see someone arriving and look out for them. What you'd wait, what you'd wait for is you'd look at your phone and wait for wait a, text a text saying, I'm on the platform. Little details like that.
0: Like but, things like that. We should meet up and we should say, well, I'll meet you at such and such and then not, and know that we're not going to do it again by the phone. We they're should have
1: wait. dates. We should have analogue dates. <gasps> analogue dates. I'm scared. But you, baby, you would never make it because you don't know how to find anywhere. Mind you, you don't know how to use Google Maps.
0: Do you always have to make me out to be a total tit? No,
1: I mean, with geography, you don't know how to get anywhere. I am bad with geography. (laughs) You can't cross roads and you don't know where you're going because you're always jumping in cars. Um, Other people's cars, by the way. Um, Would you recommend our daughters to go to pre-marriage counselling? I think I probably would. I
0: think, having just stumbled upon why I think so many people are, and I think it's because... Yeah, I probably would, because they don't get to hang out and just communicate. (coughs) Everything's through the bloody
1: phone. Okay, well, pre-marriage counsellors say these are the five top reasons why pre-marriage counselling is good for you. Pre-marriage counselling, number one, pre-marriage counselling can teach you how to talk to each other. Number two, pre-marriage counselling can explain why you chose each other in the first place. Number three, you can learn about what events in the journey of your relationship are likely to test you. And that's an interesting one, because... Not just not just having babies, but deaths in the family. Because you know, when parents of either partner die, it can change relationship. I know well, a when relationship.
0: When parents get elderly.
1: Well, and also yeah, exactly the whole um, what's it called? Uh, sandwich generation. Mm. But I remember a relationship where the husband ended up leaving his wife because she couldn't ever get over the loss of her father. It just changed irrevocably their relationship. Nice man. Yeah. Um, for, well, no, but that was after years and years it just changed her so the relationship yeah, but she shifted. Obviously had
0: some sort of depression no i in agree, sickness agree. And in, in sickness
1: and in health uh number four you will learn how to resolve disagreements and there's a there's a really sort of again these phrases this is dangerously you know right on brother because what you can put in within these moments within relationship therapy is a behavior change request a behavior Ooh. change request.
0: Oh, can we do a whole I'm podcast putting on in behavior, a change. behavior
1: change request? So I wonder whether, like on a football pitch, you hold up, hold aloft like a referee, a yellow card. Or
0: well, do you remember at one point in our relationship when we were absolutely desperate, and I said we need a red card. Yeah. I need a card to say not now, and you need a yellow. Card. And we we were seriously. Did we
1: not get a card? I got no. You got a referee's whistle and the shorts, and you'd wear them on a Friday. Anyway. Um, but anyway, no. But, very you, no but you could put. And well, hang on, number oh. five, you get to express. Your, but the other side of it all is, you also get to express your feelings of love and affection for your partner, because I think that's a really key thing. Is that sometimes one of the things about counselling that we you rarely talk about. You talk about conflict resolution. You talk about being heard and getting your side across. But also sometimes, and I would say this is actually something quite a problem between me and you, is that. You put up so many barriers in a very different way to me in terms of being able to show affection. I know we've talked a lot in other podcasts about the showing of affection. And I found counselling a really safe place to open up vulnerably to how much I want to show that affection to you. So that I can actually say to you, you know, so I think it's interesting to think of a counselling scenario, not just about... Solving problem one, solving problem two, solving problem three, but also actually, it's an opportunity to amplify to your feelings positive. and to and to show more emotion.
0: Um, I, I think I might have mentioned this in another podcast. I can't remember, but th- <clears> I love I love watching my uh, crappy American shows, and one of the ones that I like is this marriage boot camp mm. place. And one of the, one of the exercises they get them to do is they have to s- they have they have a chapel, and then their husband or wife is in the coffin open coffin. Wow. And they have to write...
1: A sort of obituary. Yeah. Or a eulogy.
0: Yeah. I can't know. do they write it beforehand? Or do they have to... Wow. No, that's it. They have to come in and see them dead wow. and then they have to say to them. And, oh, my God, it, it, the most extraordinary things happen and are said at these... Wow. It's really amazing, powerful. And I'm just thinking about... Recently, we went to a funeral and... Um, and the uh, our friends said to us, Wow, what this isn't this is an amazing turnout. Hey, let's all not let's not all wait until we're dead before yeah. we do this for each other. Yeah. And that, that's really resonated with me. I keep thinking about that and I and I think of Nanny Thelma and how the funeral, when all the people that were there was what she wanted mm. all her life, and mm. I think that's a really good thing to keep thinking of. If that if that person wasn't there, maybe you could do that in premarital counselling. What would you, write your partner's obituary? It's a bit mm. dark. Write it because you could have it in black and white. Mm. And then when times are really difficult, you look back and go, this is what I love about you. This is what I'd miss about you. This would be the worst thing on earth if you weren't here.
1: I've just identified a major flaw with the entire concept of oh, pre-marriage counselling. Pre-marriage counselling, pre, you don't necessarily know all the problems that the other partner has about them. You probably don't necessarily know everything. No,
0: but it would deal with the ones that partner. you do. Of course, you can't predict everything. It's better to deal with the ones that you do already have a problem with, well, rather than walking, going, oh well, I really hate it when he does mm. this, but I'm just going to keep my fingers crossed and I hope it's fine.
1: Mm. What do you think, guys? Premarriage counselling? Like it an Ameri- Is it an American crackpot idea, or is it—is it something that's sensible? That's, that's I really sensible? like it again now.
0: We started off in. I know, that.
1: I feel like I've gone I'm back, oscillating. down, left, right. You know, is it, at least it's distracted me from the leak in the ceiling, which is good.
0: Well, I wish you hadn't brought up the leak in the ceiling because no. I've been worrying about I'm gonna it.
1: I'm going to go hard. out on a stepladder and I'm going oh, in- to inspect.
0: Babe, you're not good on stepladders. No, I know. Anyway, pray for him. L-
1: listen, guys, subscribe on iTunes, like, like, like. If you don't like, just don't like it. Don't put anything. Just go and watch and listen some, to something else.
0: Or as he always says to me, I wish they would just
1: like it even if they don't like it. Yeah, <laughs> you just like it? Look <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, guys, lots of love. Oh, Tell us your thoughts down below.
0: Bye. Bye.